Have you ever heard the term used before, superwoman? That woman who thinks that she can do everything? I think that we all have a bit of that, that in us. But today's special guest on the Making It Like a Mother podcast, I believe, is very much like that, a superwoman. But she'll be quick to tell you that she's not. And it isn't possible to do it all. But uh, what she has done has is created a program that enables you to keep your communication lines open with your teenagers while teaching them valuable life skills. And I can't wait for you to meet her. So let's go to today's episode of Making It Like a Mother. Welcome to the Making It Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Anne Murphy, mother, wife, business coach, CEO, and entrepreneur of my own businesses, one of which I've been running since 2009 from when my children were aged four and two. Let me help you on your journey to a successful and profitable online business while juggling home, family, business, and you. and welcome to another episode of Making It Like a Mother. Today's episode I am going to be introducing you to a superwoman and uh, working mum, mum of teenager, mum of a seven-year-old and mum of a newborn baby who works full-time in the military but also has um, created an amazing business where she has developed it from a love of uh, what she does and also incorporated a love of what her teenage daughter does and turned it into a business and as much as she will say that she's not a superwoman she really is I believe and um, has done amazing things but it just goes to prove that when you do create a business from something that you're passionate about it really can succeed so Without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Cedrica Baggett from the US and um, I'll let you, I'll let her tell you about her story and her business and how she manages um, such a busy life and does it so well. So without further ado, here she is. So tell us a little bit about you and your family dynamic, Cedrica. Hi, my name is Cedrica Baggett. Uh, I'm originally from from Chicago, born and raised. Um, um, raised in a single parent home with me and my older brother. And I joined the Navy at the age of 19. Uh, at the time, I already had a. She was one years old. My, one, my daughter was one years old at the time when I joined the Navy. I always wanted to be in the military since high school because I was in JROTC all four years of high school. And uh, so I joined the military and did my first four years, I did three deployments. Uh, so I was away from home a lot. My first enlistment, uh, my first deployment was six months. The second was seven. The longest I did was nine months. So within those four years, I was pretty much always gone. And so moving forward, um, I've been in the military almost 15 years now. And, and I've had to um, come off a of deployment and make that reconnection with family and 
rebuild all over again. So it was always a struggle with the back and forth with that. And so uh, being a chef in the Navy taught me a lot of things and a lot of skills um, for cooking. And at first I, I wasn't um, into cooking at right, right off the back when I first started. It took years for me to like grow to love it. And so I grew to love it more when I started experimenting more at home, more than at work. <laughs> So with your business, um, what's your actual business called and how did that idea come about? It's called Baget and uh, it came about when I joined the Navy. I called myself Baget as a nickname because my last name is Baggett. And so I called myself Baget as a nickname, just as a joke. And um, for years, I forgot about that name. So when I came up with the business, it came back to me, Baget, that's the perfect name for it. And so that's how I came up with the name. <laughs> and what does, what does um, your business do? Like, what did we you, first, you... we first started off as just a designer apron line because my daughter, she's a visual arts major in high school. She's in performing arts for visual art and she's very talented. And um, she, so she, I have a creative mind. So I would bring her the different designs I would love for her to do and ideas and she would bring it to life. And uh, with her artistic skills and graphic designing and so on and so forth. And so <clears throat> we first started off as just the, um, the apron line, uh, which we still have. And now we, now I have the parent, uh, the parent program as well because as I saw as me and my daughter grew closer in cooking I call it all our love language because even though it's not a thing that she loves as much as I love it but we still you know we connect when, when we do cook and I teach her different things and she's like my sous chef and she does like my my chops and everything especially the onions because I don't like those <laughs> so, it does <laughs> I hate cutting onions yeah and so I saw how we connected through there. And then I came up with the idea to start my own uh, parental program where not only I teach parents, of course, teaching mothers the skills of communication and listening and self-care and so on and so forth, but also giving them that virtual cooking class where they see where it can all come together and you can teach your child uh, the communication skills and cooking shows them also independence and confidence and learning different things. That's that sounds absolutely amazing, said Rika, and something that is so underestimated now. I think we as parents, um, we think it's all cute and a little bit chaotic when our children are really young and we're trying to um, teach them to cook and cook with them. Um, but we tend to overlook the fact that cooking for yourself is a valuable life skill. And such a great thing that you're doing to build that bond with your teenagers. I know I have teenagers and it's really hard to um, maintain that communication or that open communication and what a wonderful way to bond uh, than with mm -hmm. with cooking because it's a valuable life skill you just you need to eat and it is right. like I'm a, I love to cook but it's also a great creative outlet too so your program what's your, what's your actual um, teaching or your cooking program your par parenting program called it's called the Parental Queen Program because <laughs> oh, us moms are all queens. Oh, yeah. And so pretty much it's a seven-week program where I, the first step I teach you is self-care because one thing uh, parents 
like us on the go, we're always busy. Some uh, some of us seem to forget is that we also need to self-care. Um, like doing little, even if it's small, like doing your little foot tub, <laughs> get your little foot tub in your room and soak your feet and relaxing because we all need that time to ourselves to relax and, and um, unwind. And also practicing like different breathing techniques because one thing I've learned um, being a parent when you have a teenager, <laughs> when they tell you different things, you know, sometimes you want to go instantly just snap. But you have to, I've taught myself to like, just take a moment and breathe. <laughs> yes, and then right go here, forward yes. into the conversation in a positive way instead of just attacking and so it starts with the self-care first because that's going to help us go into the communication and the listening and also learning how to deal with the emotional support with our teenagers mm -hmm. and the um also uh what is this? the respect respect has to come on both sides from the mother and the child as well because you know you get respect you earn respect and so as and of course as us as moms we have to as lead by example oh, and yes. be that mentor as well to yes. the child so that's a big thing as well because what they see you think they're not watching but they're watching what oh, yes. you do all yes. the time and so they they um copy a lot of things that we do and if you tell them not to do something but you're doing it <laughs> how yes. do you expect them to listen so it's teaching them those teaching the mom those skills so when they have a difficult situation with the teenager they know how to deal with the situation better and also learning how to deal with your own issues as well in a better way so you know how to handle those mom <laughs> those mom duties better oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i um i hear you i've got a i've got a teenage daughter and then a teenage son he's just He's going to turn 13, uh, 14 this month. And they're so different, but I think this, the principles apply the same. I think maybe you just mm -hmm. need to kind of adjust your communication style a little bit because one might be really right. fiery and one might be really quiet. And right. But the principles are still really the same. I think it sounds excellent. Right. So for you, um, being in the military, I suppose, in those deployments and, you know, you're lucky enough you were telling me that you're currently on base at the moment, but what struggles have you had with juggling home and family life uh, while you've been in business and how did you manage them? Uh, for the most part, since I started the business, the juggling, because I have a super, superwoman complex <laughs> that, that I, I know like I can do it all. I can do it all. Like before, uh, like I also, like a few months ago, I graduated with my master's and so I was juggling, you know, school and, and work and business, but I've learned to also, since I've been in business, to delegate. I've had to, you know, hire somebody to do my social media, to hire somebody to do my emails because going to, I had to learn that I can't do it all. You have to ask for help and you have, you want that time with your family and not just all work, 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 work. Exactly. <laughs> so I've learned to to just delegate and ask for help where I need it, especially the small things that I really don't feel like doing yes, <laughs> in yes. the business and just have somebody who loves that part of the job to do it for me. So that's helped a lot. I agree. I'd rather much, I'd rather be putting the valuable time always into the parenting role and the family, but all those menial tasks, I think um, that do take up a lot of our time are better mm -hmm. to be outsourced so that you can focus on those other things. 
So what would you say to people who are just starting out in business and don't have a lot of extra money to say hire people to help them? Um, what area of their home business or personal life would you suggest they outsource first? Like, would you um, suggest, what would you suggest? I would suggest outsourcing first the social media because that's the first thing I, I struggled with was the social media, like being present with my audience at all times mm -hmm. and having to post so many times during the day. And so that was the first thing I asked for help in, in my business. And so I believe for everybody, that's like one of the first to get a handle on. And luckily that's like within a year, like in the beginning of my business, that's the first thing I was like, okay, I need somebody <laughs> right now. Mm -hmm. And so, because I'm not big on the whole posting three four times a day and like <laughs> it's just too much sometimes oh, and the whole the numbers game behind it and the whole hashtag scheme so I would that's my huge biggest advice is like that's the first thing you should get a handle on with your business and of course with everything else just take it step by step and don't rush because um starting a business is as far the doing the legal side of it is the easiest part, I believe, like getting your LLC and getting the paperwork done that you need to get done. Um, but once you get through that and start it off, it's just knowing how to plan your schedule yes. for each day and what goal you want to set for each week. And, mm -hmm. and of course, your goals, what you want to your plan, plan your schedule to be with your family and actually being present in the moment with your family as well. Exactly. And I think, like I come from, um, uh, I know I'm a lot older than you but I come from that um, time when there was no social media or smartphones and I'm very much a believer and I think you sound the same as me that you need to be present in that moment and it's really hard to be taking pictures or recording videos for your business on social media when you know you could be having a crisis at home with your teenager and I think right. you're very much the same same as that aren't you that um, if you can hand offload that social media side of things you can still work on your business but still be there present for your family yeah yeah um so what is what's your what are your business goals for the next 12 months next 12 months my business goal is to help at least a thousand women Excellent. in my parenting court program and uh also uh six, grow six figure income mm -hmm. and um just love to, i love to help people more than anything I love to help other women um, because, you know, when, you know, a lot of women we have where we have to stop the bashing other women and yes. being negative towards each other and stuff like that. So it's more uplifting. And yes. if I can do it, anybody can do it because I yes. <laughs> I've come from Chicago, the Chicago, Illinois, the hood. OK, <laughs> <laughs> and I've come a long way from where I've been to where I am today. And uh so I believe that anybody can do what they put their minds to and just uplifting other women. And I'm, yes, that's amazing. I'm a big believer me. in that. I think when you're really passionate about your business, it comes from a place of serving and you really genuinely want to help people. And I think that's what sort of creates more success. When you're doing it for the money, mm -hmm. it kind of doesn't, you lose all um, authenticity, I think. You know, you want to, right really in business because you want to help people and i think um that makes a big difference to your mindset as well um so how much time how much longer do you think you'll be in business 
do you have an end goal in place or will you be running this business for as long as you can? Or you said your daughter is very artistic and creative. Do you think it's a business that she would probably um, pick up? Yes, I believe, I believe so. Um, because the good thing about it is we're both doing something we love. She loves the the uh, the art side of it, where she gets to put together the designs, and I I deal with the the cooking part most of the time. And yeah. so it's something we both love to do, and it's not something like I've had to force her to do. It's just we came together with both of our greatest skills and made it happen. So I do believe it's something that will. Uh, grow in my family. I have two other kids, a seven-year-old son and a two-month-old daughter that I just what? Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. You are a super yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah. So I believe like I truly believe like for me and my kids is is gonna be this is a legacy for them as well. And like my son, he's he's very artistic. And I believe the biggest thing with our kids, I truly believe in investing in your kids' skills. Like the arts for some reason run in my family. Like I grew up dancing and but dancing was not my passion. And my daughter, she naturally got into art and then my son is as well. And so the first thing when I saw him drawing, the first thing by his first art kit, by his first sketch was the same thing I did with my daughter when she was little. So um that's that's what I love is investing in my kids and teaching them the business as well. Yeah. I think when you notice that they are interested in something, it's good to nurture that. And yes, it's um, they do go on then to become really passionate about it. And if it's something that ties in with your business, it's just, yes, you're just passing it down to them. Um, mm -hmm. So if you weren't doing this business, um, selling of the aprons and the um, coaching women, that uh, parental queen program, what would you be doing? And I'm kind of guessing you'd probably still be in the military. Yeah, I would just still be in the military. I mean, but I do also have a, another side of me where I, my master's in forensic psychology. And oh. so, so I wow. love, I've always had this love for like criminals and everything, the, the murderers and stuff. So I have a degree in that. Oh my <laughs> and that's gosh. What, and that's something I would dig into as well. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because my husband and I, we love those true crime TV shows that come from out of the States. And we kind of think, what well, we watch forensic files and we go, we could solve any murder because, you know, we watch. Yeah. <laughs> so it's become a bit of a, it's become a really popular thing. I think true, tri true crime um, podcasts are really popular too at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your favourite thing to do in, the, in your spare time, Cedrica? My favorite thing to if do you is, uh, yeah, <laughs> my favorite thing really to do is just soak. I like, cause I always, I have this little foot tub and <laughs> keep in my room. Like I, I, one of the things I tell moms is turn your room into a spa. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. Turn your room into a spa. So I like to soak my feet and relax a little bit. Watch my little favorite Netflix show or something. Yeah. Maybe eat some ice cream. And <laughs> just relax. I don't need too much. I just like to, you know, just take a moment to relax for a few hour at least. <laughs> yeah, I like to. Um, I'm so lucky that I've got a spare room that I call my little retreat room. But yeah, I believe your your bedroom or that space in your home that should be like a sanctuary. You know, it's just yeah. Close yourself off and 
breathe. <laughs> totally get yeah. you. And um, you said you also like to go out um, to restaurants too. Do you have any? Oh, yes. Well, before COVID, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before COVID, of course. Uh, my favorite thing to do, at least once a month, I used to just go to a different type of restaurant, like somewhere I've never been, just mm -hmm. to try something different. And it's not like a favorite, it's not a favorite type of food I look for. I just look for something different than out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I like to do that. I was doing that once a month, like just drink a nice glass of wine and try some different type of food. Mm. <laughs> I like doing that too, especially some of these really different foreign countries, like, you know, from Tibet or, you know, Afghanistan or look, right a few, but like some Iranian food or you know um there's so many beautiful cuisines out there what a, that's a right real, I think I'm going to do that too when um we're not so bad over here in Australia at the moment like we haven't had any cases any new cases at all um that's good where I live for months so um but there's still we still have to be mindful of um COVID mm -hmm. and everything but yeah, I'm going to try that, go back to doing that. And um, if you could live your life over again, Cedrica, is there anything you'd change? No, I wouldn't change anything because everything I've been through in my life has brought me to where I am today. It's made me the person I am today. So I would not change a thing, <laughs> bad or good. I wouldn't change it. It's a, they're valuable lessons, aren't they, to make you stronger and make you, right. like you say, make you the person that you are totally agree so um how can people find you and your um find out more about you and your program uh well my instagram is at badge underscore llc i just changed that <laughs> and then um uh my program you can go to theparentalqueen.com and that's where you can find my program as well excellent all right, I'll make sure I'll um, share those links in the podcast. And it was such a, a pleasure to meet you. And you just, I you admire too. you so much for everything <laughs> you're doing. Gosh, Thank I you. sometimes, oh, you know, I got it all together. And then meet someone <laughs> like you and you go, what, a master's, a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Working full time in the military. Oh, gosh, you're amazing, Cedric. And thank you very much thank for being you. on the show today. No problem. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on Making It Like a Mother. You know, you can subscribe to uh, listen to every episode and never miss an episode by going to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or your other favourite podcasting platform or head to the com website and follow the link to the podcast and you'll find all the episodes there. 